This is Impact Healthcare, people and strategies that are disrupting the health benefits industry. And now, here's your host, healthcare benefits industry expert and the originator of the transparent health benefits movement, Lester Morales. Hey, Impact Healthcare crowd. I am here with somebody who I haven't known that long, but who has come to become one of my friends, Mr. Bill Miller, who is an executive of the PBM space and the creator responsible for the honest PBM. Bill, say hello to the next, uh, to the Impact Healthcare crowd and... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Impact Health Crowd. I, uh, I, I, uh, I was so happy to be invited on to be with you, Lester. And I've watched these podcasts and your excitement and your energy that you bring to these is incredible. And the, the content is wonderful. And so I was so happy to, to have been asked to, to be part of this. And so I'm really excited. The, you know, everybody... I'll tell you the story about the honest PBM because I, I get, you know, it elicits a response and it always elicits a response because PBMs are the bad guys and the traditional PBMs are the bad guys. And I say it all the time, but I was, I was sitting in a room and it was about 40 people and everybody's going around and introducing themselves. And we had talked about how to kind of brand the company and, um, we were, we were coming around and, and, and it finally got to me and I was pretty near the end. I said, yeah, my name is Bill Miller and, uh, with the honest PBM and somebody jumps out of their chair. People may guess who it is. Hold on, son. That's an oxymoron. There ain't no such thing as an, as an honest PBM. And it just became a rallying cry. It, it became this, this, this thing of, okay, how do you call out an entire industry all in one go, all in one sentence? And I have people all the time say, hey, uh, you know, you call yourselves the honest PBM. Does that mean that every other PBM is dishonest? And the pause. If the shoe fits. And, you know, most of the time when you have 165 million employees in the United States relying on their employer for health care, and 75% of them are stuck paying three times, four times, five times, sometimes 10, the cost of a prescription. And that money goes to somebody who's unnamed. It's not the pharmacist, the person who's actually there helping you out. It's not the pharmacy that's buying the, the prescriptions from the distributors, not the distributors, not the pharma manufacturer. They don't pay for, they don't inventory, they don't dispense, they don't give advice. They are just part of a computer network that collects money for being in the middle. And, and, and Bill, just to make sure, to make sure we're level set on everybody. Well, in the they in this conversation is the PBM. So I know you do a really good job kind of getting the PBM 101 out there. And I know you even have like a good display and example of a real life thing. So let's start there because I want to dig into, you know, we said the traditional PBMs are the bad guys, which, you know, I want everybody to first start. 
APBM, what is it? What do they do? And so that they can understand in their own capacity, what is a PBM? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I, I, I put this together for myself. <laughs> because Bill, you don't come from this business. You don't come from this industry. No, I, and you know, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur and I've been in all sorts of, of industries and, and I arrived into the pharmacy benefit space officially in January of 2019. And what happened to me is, is you know, I ended up coming across this opportunity to join uh, PBM as the CEO and, and kind of direct it into the future. And when I saw what was going on, you know, you know how sometimes you walk away from people or situations or businesses and you think, oh, my God, this is just dirty. <laughs> Where's my wallet? Did somebody take my credit card? And, and, and you can't unsee this. This is the problem. You can't be exposed to this and then say, OK, wow, everything else is normal. All is right in the world now. No, once you see this, you know it's a problem. And when you know it's a problem, then that's when you have to take this, you know, action. That's when you, you, you get called to action. You get the passion that you give Lester to go out and change this because it, it has to be changed. But I came up with this to kind of describe to the people I was telling about the business and, and explaining, Hey, what are you going to do for a living? And I came up with this to really understand. But when you look at your insurance card and uh, it, you look down there in the corner and, and I have one. And uh, I go down there and I say, it says, what does it say? It says BIN. It stands for bank identification number. And most people don't realize that, but that's the number. It's the same number that identifies the banks in a visa transaction. The visa bank numbers start with four and the MasterCard numbers start with five and the American Express is three and the gift cards is six and the PBMs who register with the ANSI are six and the PBMs that, ANSI, that register with NCPDP or zero and you know there's but there's always a six digit number in the RX bin that identifies uh, the PBM so I so I thought okay well how does this work with a credit card well I go into Nordstrom's and and I go and pick up a pair of pants a hundred dollar pair of pants and uh, when I do I take them up to the counter and they run my card in this terminal or they plug it into the chip and it's a hundred dollars and Nordstrom's uh, sends that transaction through the terminal out to the Visa network. And the Visa network looks at the first six digits of that card, and then they send the card number, the name, the amount, the fact that it's Nordstrom's to whoever issued that card. In this case, it's Capital One. And Capital One looks into their database electronically and says, hey, got $100 on Bill's account, no problem. We'll pay you the $100 for those pants. And I'm, I get to walk out of the store with these pants. What a great, amazing invention, right? Then at some point I pay the bank the $100. I may pay annual fees and I may keep the money for a while and pay interest, but it's $100 and I know it's $100. And the bank then pays Nordstrom $100. Now they subtract out some fees for a transaction. It may be 35 cents, it may be 2%. People here at American Express is more expensive with 3%. But the merchant knows the fees and they're not significant. I mean, you're talking two or 3% and 35 cents. But when you get into the PBM, when you get into the drugs, it's almost the same model with a major exception. 
And the major exception is the, the person who's going in to make the purchase doesn't know and doesn't care what the real cost is. They only care what they pay. So they walk into a, a pharmacy with a prescription and they hand it over to the pharmacist and they put it into a little terminal, the same as the credit card terminal. It's on a computer and it sends the transaction into the PBM network. It's run by Relay Health most of the time, but there are some other people that connect to it. And the bin, the first six digits that we talked about, determines which PBM is going to look at that transaction. Well, it identifies, in this case, it's Optum, and it sends that the whole transaction. My name, my birthday, my bin, my PCN, my member number, my group number, what the drug is, what is the day supply, which, which uh, doctor prescribed it, all sorts of information about this transaction. And it sends it to Optum and Optum says, hey, Bill's got coverage. Mr. Pharmacy guy, collect a $5 copay for him and I'm going to give you the other five bucks. And the pharmacist says, your copay is $5. You give him the $5 and he hands you a little bag and away you go. Now, You've paid your $5. You're not concerned with the transaction and the employer who's sitting on the other side has no idea what's happened. They get a bill, in this case, for $30. But it could be up for $100. The employer doesn't know. The employer wasn't part of the transaction and the employer has enlisted a PBM that is taking money out of the middle just for letting the transaction go through their computer system. Now, all of this interaction between the computers is at internet speeds. I mean, put the transaction in and get a get a number back and make <laughs> and make seventy five percent gross margin. That's really great business if you can have it. But when you find out about it, when you see this, when you when you dig in and you say, "Oh my God, these guys are doing this on every single prescription." for every single one of my employees every time they go to the pharmacy. And then when you start totaling up those dollars, you know, did you, you saw Superman, but really the old Superman where, uh, where Gene Hackman or Eddie Mark, you know, or Richard Pryor says, Hey, listen, if we just take a half a cent off of every transaction that ever happens in the world, we're going to make billions. This is kind of the same thing. Only it, it happens for real. And it's not just pennies, it's three times the cost of the prescription. And the, and the employer pays this and they say, hey, listen, it's 30 bucks, but you already collected $5, they pay 25 and the, the PBM ends up making $20 on a transaction where they didn't distribute the drug, they didn't dispense it, they don't have the pharmacist there, they didn't make it, nothing. So that's what leads us to this, which is this crazy, distribution uh, network of, of what's going on in the PBM industry. So, so Bill, this is, you know, I hope when I remember the first time I heard you see that I, and I knew the racket, but I kind of didn't relate it to the, the transaction that happens when you go to Nordstrom's and buy that pair of pants. But those key differences that you keep speaking about are just so fundamentally huge when we think about the word transparency, right? I, as the patient, and all I care about is my copay that's on there, unless I have a high deductible, 
which right. is all we've done for consumerism, right, is give somebody a high deductible <laughs> and they figure out what the real cost of it later is. And the employer has zero clue. Even after they paid $25 in that example, they don't even know because half the time they're not even looking at it at a per drug transaction. You start talking <laughs> about 60, 70 points, 50 points, 40 points of increased inflation on that cost times every single transaction. And there's no wonder billion dollar companies, PBMs, are either owning or own or married to all of these billion dollar insurance companies. It's it's unreal. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's funny when you think about it. I have my own credit card and I have a limit and I can only go buy up to that limit. But imagine if I don't really know what the price is, nor do I care. It's like, hey, you're gonna charge me five bucks and it's unlimited. Yep. And the plan is the one that gets hit with it. And guess what? It's a consumable. It's not like you, it's it's not like you can buy a pie, eat it, and say, ah, you're charging me too much. I'd like to bring this pie back. It, and so it's hard when you look at this stuff after the fact and you know that it's happened and it makes you mad. You know, my wife has this great saying and uh, she told me, she, she told me, you know, when we first started dating, she said, don't ever lie to me because, you know, you know, the truth will set you free, but first it'll make you mad. <laughs> I look at this, I think when we go to companies and you and I have had this experience where we do this analysis and we go to these companies and say, Hey, listen, for the last year that you've given us the data and they know in the back of their mind that it's the last 15 years right. that these drug prescriptions have been costing you three times for the generic and 10 or 15%. And there's, you know, you're, oh my God, where, how do you go back and get that money? Well, you, you can't go back and get it, but you know, take the step now. Don't wait until next January. Take, fix it now. You can fix it now. It is, uh, it is the Spider-Man quote, right? It's, uh, you know, with great knowledge comes great responsibility. And now, you know, we know this. So, so let's, let's, let's correlate something too. So you, you had mentioned the employer pays, there might be some advisors, there might be some employers listening to this um, that say, oh, well, I'm just paying my premium. I'm fully insured. This doesn't really count. Walk me through, I mean, I know the answer, but walk me through that illogical thought process. <laughs> you know, I, I, people have asked me that before and, and I happen to be um, reticent about my gym membership. <laughs> and if anybody has paid a gym membership and then gone back and said, you know, I, I went 30 times the first month and I went 30 times the second month and then I went 10 and then I went five and then went one. And that was the first year. And the second year, I didn't even get my new year's resolutions going and I paid it for like two years. If you went back and somebody told you, hey, listen, I'll let you into this gym, but I'll let you in for $50 a visit. And you're like, oh, that's too expensive. Astronomical, no way. I don't know where I go to that gym for that much. But when you when you look back and you, you know, figure out how much it cost you for the amount of times you went, you paid like $300 a visit. But it, and really, it, 
you know, you and I have talked about this so many times. It's, it's all about the data. When you go and look at what's actually happened and you compare it with what can be, and you can make that decision with, you know, full visibility, you, you, you really can, you can make a serious impact. So I'm a fully insured client. I'm paying a dollar premium. The, it's just in there, right? Or I'm self-funded. I, I don't, I don't pay my PBM. I, I don't see anything here that says I pay a PBM. Uh, I literally, as an advisor for, you know, 15 years before I came onto this side of the business, I don't know that I truly ever really got the concept of, oh, wow, how they're getting paid is just hiding what it is that they do back there. So I'd love to talk about that next piece. Uh, I want to transition into that data conversation, but I, I want to go into, okay, that spread pricing is in there, but like no one's ever asking these questions about how does a PBM get paid? How much are they getting paid? Walk me through that conversation. Yeah, so uh, so it's interesting. So let's talk about the fact that you know most most self-insured employers hear this, right? That first of all, they're paying premiums, they're paying, you know, their employers are complaining because uh, the employees are are complaining because they're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month, and the, the employers are paying some portion, the employees are paying some, and it keeps going up, and they have a six thousand dollar max out of pocket. They're paying fifteen thousand dollars in premiums and six thousand dollars. Have to pay eighteen thousand dollars before the insurance company begin paying anything. So they say, "Oh, let's go self-insured," and they talk to the same people and they bring them into you know some sort of a level funder ASO model or something. And and what that does is it takes that that bill for the premium, that fifteen hundred dollars for a premium, and it says, "Okay, we're going to give you four bills now," and they basically equal fourteen hundred because everything is still integrated into those same big carriers that are profit driven to take money out of the middle. And so let's, let's talk about that. This is a, this is a really wild story. We're working with an advisor and, and they're working with one of the big guys, the largest one of them all headquartered up in the Northern side of the Midwest starts with a U, but I don't want to name them. And they came to this client and they, you know, they did the analysis and we'll show you, I'll show you that in a second. They did the analysis and wow, my God, we're sick. That's amazing how we can save this much money. And the PBM came back to him and said, Hey, listen, we're going to give you a credit on your premium for all this premium stuff. We're going to give you a $35 per month employee check. We're going to, we're just going to give you $35 a month for every employee you have to let us do your pharmacy. This let us continue doing it. And I started thinking about that. And, you know, I, I was just trying to recollect the last time I had a landscaper walk up to my door and knock and say, Hey, listen, I want to cut your grass, trim your trees, take everything and take it all away. And by the way, here's 50 bucks to let me do that. It's like, then you start, you've got to start wondering, okay, is there gold back there? Is somebody taking gold out of my backyard? I don't know. But it's like, wait, that most people say, oh, my God, I'm getting I'm getting these amazing rebates. Rebates are giving us money for letting them do this stuff. This is great. Oh, 
But when you dig into the numbers, you find out why. And a transparent PBM is a PBM that says, hey, I'm going to make money for clearing that transaction, paying the pharmacies all 60,000 or however many, you know, the plan happens to be using, I'm going to pay all of them for all of the drugs that all of the members used. And I'm going to put together reporting and I'm going to provide it to the employer. And I'm going to get the money from the employer and I'm going to manage what's on the formulary. And I'm going to allow the plan to manage the benefit themselves for themselves with a little bit of guidance, but I'll make money for what I do, which is, you know, around, it could be anywhere from five to eight, dollars uh for a management but that's it that's all you pay there you're not paying the the the, the cost of the drugs which kind of lends me to bring up some data and show you well what happens if we look at at the claims data and so this is a claims data the claims file that we ran and it's five thousand different prescriptions and five thousand prescriptions is about a group of 400 400 people so and there's 400 different drugs, and he spent $761,000. But with the PBM that's passing through the price, you can spend $646,000. But when you look at these numbers out here and the averages, it means the average generic prescription should cost $10.59, and it's being charged at $26 dollars and 36 cents so it's that margin it's that spread that gets uh, taken on every single claim so all five thousand of these claims has this spread pricing in that they keep um, and then if most of the time on a group this size they're not getting any rebates that's generating an additional seventy eight thousand dollars in savings so it's this 114 plus seventy eight thousand dollars it's almost $200,000 out of $761,000 that the traditional PPM is keeping. I, I, want, I want to make sure the audience, you know, especially if they're watching this visibly. So, you know, in case they're just listening to this, this is literally an analysis of an employer's last year's or some 12 month period of time spent. These are the analysis is talking about the person going to the same CVS, getting the same drug on the same day, everything remains consistent. This is simply not allowing the PBM to hide what it is its pricing is and just taking out the spread revenue is the nerdy term we use in the business. Let's just call it what it is, the fat, the slush, the middle, the, you know, how they're making money. This is simply the same thing. So there's you know, literally no disruption in this conversation. It's the gold in the backyard that the landscaper's taking from me. <laughs> right, right, right. And, oh. and so walk me through the detail because this is where like my eyes were opened. You know, that, that average, that 10 bucks to $26. So that means on average, there is a $16 in this file, a $16 per script spread. And when we say, oh, they're not making any money or the cost is quote unquote just in there, that truly means that the reality of this is they're making an average of a $16 spread per drug. Yeah. And so this is, this is, um, well, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this summary of a torvastatin calcium, and then we'll go back to the individuals. We have a 
a list of every drug that's in the file and what's the average claim and how much it is. And the average claim in this file is $10 for atorvastatin. It should be $5. And when we go to the detail, we see things where you see, you know, right here you have this, this group of atorvastatin calciums, and it's bigger than this, but you can see it's $17.66 and, and in this occasion. And it should be $10.63 or $10.18 at the lowest cost pharmacy. And so there's different prices at different pharmacies. And so people should shop. People should go onto the tools and there's tools. Every PBM should provide a tool that says, this is what the price should be at this pharmacy. And even, even Anthem, I went on to, uh, you know, this is an Anthem card. I went on to Anthem the other day to price out. They'll tell me how much the prescription is going to cost. But they tell me what the you know higher prescription was. I'm on omega threes. I'm getting getting up there in age, and so I have to be on this medication to manage my triglycerides. And it's $168 through my Blue Cross Blue Shield plan. However, that cost of the drug is really $56, and so this just gigantic spreads in these in in these uh, prices. But not only when somebody, you know, when you have an honest PBM, transparent pass-through PBM, get you the data, um, you will be able to see what the individual claims look like with the prices. And we even show you what is the lowest cost pharmacy, what is the phone number, and how far away was it? And you can see for this particular drug, it's CVS. For this particular drug, it's Walmart. Sometimes uh, it is... Uh, this guy's happened to be close to CVS, but you can see it's Sam's Club, uh, Kroger, Fry's. You know, it just depends on the drug, where it is, but the average is 1.1 miles away. So for 1.1 miles, and I got to be honest, most of the time I'm driving, you know, a mile to get to that pharmacy anyway. It's just like drive the other mile. It's if it, We're comparing how far away the pharmacies are, but they're really probably the same distance. It, it, it's it's unreal when you start thinking about this. So so let's let's go back to the employer now who's listening to this and says, okay, wait a second. My employees are going to get prescriptions. They're only thinking about their copay. So on the back end of this, what an employer really should be thinking in the back of their mind after seeing this is. They are the ones on the hook for this spread here because, you know, absent of a plan design that makes it different for a member to go here versus there. But I want to go back to, you said something, it's all about the data. This is data that every self-funded employer should be able to get their hands on and an honest PBM, a transparent PBM, you know, could run this and produce a very similar file to what you just showed. You bet. You bet. It's all about, you know, it's all, we all have these tools. We all have the data. We all know what the, what the pricing is. We can run this. We can run analyses and we can put this stuff together. And, you know, for, for our customers, the data is right out there on the, right out there on the portal. They can go to the internet and they pull that stuff down. But the data belongs to the plan. This is this isn't something that's so proprietary. Oh, you can't see this. You can't see that. It belongs to the plan. And so, you know, it's one of these things that 
we should really demand more of, of advisors. We should really demand more of employers and we should really demand. I mean, I hate to be really gigantic about it. We should demand more from Americans. This segment of our economy is so out of hand and it's so such a runaway expense that we're all wondering what to do. You got to take control of it. You have got to, if it's your employees, you've got to, you've got to understand the data and you have to understand what they're paying and what they're charging to the company because they're, what they're really doing is saying, you know, I'm making, I'm making, you know, $20 an hour, $25 an hour, whatever the wage is. And then I'm, you're giving me these, you know, benefits, but I'm spending so much money on those benefits. I can't make $30 or $35 an hour. I'm just taking those wages and, and spending them, but I don't even know I'm spending them. And my employer doesn't know that I'm spending them. It's just evaporating out of the company as an expense. So if we think about this from an employer's standpoint, um, I can't name an employer I have talked to in the last 15 years um, that has truly been stoked about how much they're paying in their health benefits cost. Um, prescriptions is typically 20 to 25% of that total cost. And we're looking at this report thinking, my God, there's 40, 50, 60% of just fat sitting in there in the everyday, uh, you know, in the everyday nickel and dime. And for the most part, what you just showed in that doesn't require any consumer to actually do anything different. No, no. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's savings to be had by shopping, but at the end of the day, your savings are, you're, you're getting there just by saying, I'm going to, I'm going to make the switch. I'm going to take control of this. And, you know, I was talking with a, with a chief operating officer of a company and he was trying to reduce expenses and he's, he's working on this stuff. And we were sitting around with, uh, the marketing guy and, uh, and I said, let's just start thinking about this from a numbers perspective. Right. And I came from a very financial, um, you know, operations standpoint and running businesses and growing companies and never knew about this until a couple of years ago. And so, you know, people talk to you about reducing costs. You can reduce costs this much and, 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 and you can make this move, but employees are really expensive and they're getting more and more expensive every day. And so benefits are important and saving money is important. And I talked to this guy and I said, well, okay, what are you guys, you're, you're a public company. So let's look at what you guys report and what do you report as your uh, EBITDA? So they're profit before taxes, basically. And uh, he says, well, we make about uh, 6%. So I said, all right, well, if you make 6% and you can save a million dollars, you can save uh, you, you can go, what would you do? And I asked the guy, I said, that's $16 million in top line. I said, what would you do for a $16 million customer? And I'm like, we'll jump the moon. We will, 
leap tall buildings. We would change the way we do our business. We would do this. We would do that. We would we would make sure we manage that. But that's sitting. That's that's the gold in the backyard that they don't realize is being shuttled out by the systems they have. I, I say that all the time when I'm meeting with an employer. Like, hey, how much in net profit would you know, a million dollar savings, you know, equate to, right? And they're like, you know, 38 pools, if you're a pool manufacturer or whatever. I was like, <laughs> how many pools does your best salesperson sell? 14. Well, fantastic. I'm going to be your best salesperson times three, just in lowering your healthcare costs. And in this conversation, so a lot of times when we talk about the healthcare side of it, it gets a little personal. There's some things that have to happen. In this conversation, what just absolutely floors me is this is the same drug from the same place, the same person on the same day. They literally have to do nothing different except there's going to be another logo on the, on the card that somebody might have to call. Right. And it's just different numbers. They don't even have to know about the different numbers. Like, so, so, <laughs> I mean, I want to I want to finish the last conversation. You had mentioned rebates, um, you know, beforehand, and and you know, I think you, the the comment you said is like, you know, don't chase the rebates or or, or you know whatnot. Um, I will admit, for the longest time, I would put together an analysis for a client. The biggest number or it's highlighted in a color would have been the person who's winning the top dance show is the person who's going to pay you back the biggest in rebates. And knowing what I know now, it would be like managing my personal finances so that I get the biggest return back from the IRS, as opposed to how about we just not pay the IRS money. Talk to me about rebates and the correlation with the ever so dangerous word of formulary. Like, oh my gosh, we can't move because they're going to change the formulary. Here I was for most of my career thinking the formulary was derived by some clinical nerd that said, this is the best way to do it. <laughs> and, and now knowing what I know, I feel bamboozled. Walk me through this conversation. Oh, you know, you and I have gone through uh, my examples of insulin. Uh, we'll talk about this here in a second because I just still think they're the most glaring example. But I have to tell this story. We uh, were the PBM for a large trucking company. And we had been doing their, their PBM for quite a while. They were extremely happy. They were paying, you know, around three quarters of a million dollars in pharmacy spend. And they had a salesperson come in from a representative of one of the big three. So there are companies out there like RX Benefits and RX Solutions and Confidio and some of these guys. And, you know, they're trying to they're trying to win business. But, you know, some of these big guys won't even talk to a client less than 10,000 employees. So you uh, you have to go through middlemen. Well, this middleman came in and said, hey, we really want to do your pharmacy. Let's let's have a look at this stuff. And they took the claims and they priced them and they came back and we had the client call us in a frantic uh, mood. And he says, 
I can't believe it. These guys can save us a million dollars. I said, what? He can, they can save us a million dollars because we, we get, they get way better rebates. And I said, well, they do, they do get better rebates. And what, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not chasing rebates and, and the comment at the end of that was don't chase rebates, but don't say no to free money. But if you're chasing rebates, it's really easy to chase rebates. And this is the classic example because this guy put together this beautiful, absolute beauty. It was bound in the little, you know, the sprung thing and spin it open and it's color printed and it's gorgeous graphics. And it's, you know, been, it's a gorgeous piece. And, and what they did is they repriced their $760,000 worth of claims up to 2 million. They saved them a portion and gave them back uh, three quarters of a million dollars in rebates. They got them down to a million. But they didn't look at it. They only looked at what the what you know what they said the top line was. They didn't realize they're already only paying seven hundred sixty thousand dollars in prescription costs. It's like guys, look where the starting point is. Don't look where they say it's going to cost and what they're going to give you back. Because what happens when you begin to chase rebates? You'll get a much better check from them. But all the while, and that comes six or eight months later, all the while you're just shelling them out money. And you know, the tax example is like, great, I want a really big refund. I, I make I make two hundred thousand dollars and I'm gonna go send the government 120 so I can get 60 back. Uh, I, I'd rather do that than just pay forty thousand dollars in taxes. What? Right. And, you know, we talk about the reason and the reason I talk about insulin is insulin is such a particular example and all of the different nuances and all of the problems of rebates kind of come out in this one drug. And anybody who's ever changed from one, you know, traditional PBM to another traditional PBM that has a contract with Eli Lilly instead of Novo Nordisk had to make that change from Humalog to Novolog or Novolog to Humalog. And they say, oh, you know, they're, they're pretty close to the same. I don't know if they are. And most people changed over and it was okay. And uh, they went along and they were fine, but they were paying their co-pays. But when we have a, employers start digging in and they say, Humalog is about $580, uh, anywhere between $580 and $1,200 a month or so. And depending on how much insulin they're taking, but it's about, it's $284 per vial for both Humalog and Novolog. Each one of those manufacturers makes a generic version of that drug that is half the price. And at the right drugstore, it is a quarter of the price. But the rebate is about $100, maybe even $120. So $284 becomes $184, and it might even become $160, but yet you can get the same insulin. And I'm, I'm, I don't mean just, you know, hey, a generic equivalent. I mean the same insulin in the same Eli Lilly vial with the Eli Lilly logo on it. The only thing that's missing is the ink that says Humalog. Everything else is identical. And you can get that for hundred and even start working it down towards 40 or 50. What? How can I unsee this? How can I tell 
diabetics that they need to, hey, listen, you know, you haven't met your deductible yet, so go ahead and work your way up to that $6,000, but do it $1,000 at a time instead of 200. So I want to end everybody with arming them with the right things. What I love about the conversation with you is you came into this business with, you know, if, if we were emojis, you'd be the emojis with the big eyes, right? And that's like, what? I, I don't Yeah, but I would, have a, I would have a WTF hanging right, over my head. Right, what? Right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes of what you would look like on this. Um, but give me the three questions that if you are talking to an employer or their advisor or if it's an employer, they should be asking their advisors. And if their advisors don't answer these the right way, they have to wonder, are they working with the right people? Ask the PBMs. What are those magic three questions that if answered the wrong way should throw immediate flags up in the air? Well, let me, let me put a little demarcation of, of what is data. Okay. And people say, people will think, and I, I, I can, I can just, if we had a bunch of little zoom uh, screens around us, you, and we start talking about data, you would see some HR people and some execs going, I get data. I get data. These guys, it's all these other guys around here. They don't get the data. I get the data. And we always say, well, show us the data. And they give you endless summary reports. And you can make endless summary reports from one set of data. Hey, here's the top 25 by, uh, by prescription count. Here's the top 25 by dollars. Here's the top 25 generic. Here's the top 50 users. Here's the top 25 users by dollars and counts. And here's Here's what it was over last quarter versus this quarter and the expense and everything else. And I tell people, I said, you know, it's, it, it's like saying that you spent a thousand dollars on meat last year and you're really trying to find out what a T-bone steak cost in July. So every single company, every single person in charge of this, every single advisor who comes in contact with this should ask for the detailed prescription data. Line by line, we showed it, right? This is the drugstore, this is the drug, this is the cost. And not just drug name, but you gotta get the NDC number. So really it's the date, the NDC number, the pharmacy and the cost. And an, an amazing amount of data and analysis can be done with that. And if your PBM won't give you the data, it's a giant red flag. It's, it's basically saying, hey, listen, how much did I pay for that oil change? I'm sorry, we can't tell you. It's buried in the price of the car. Wait, what? You, <laughs> your maintenance cost you $10,000 last year. Well, how much did my brakes cost? Oh, we can't tell you that. I'm sorry. You got to get the data. And if you can't get the data, it's a gigantic red flag. The next thing is, and I think you've run into this too, Lester, where we're talking with executives and they're running you know, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, companies and, you know, they have huge medical expenses, you know, two and three and five and $12 million of, uh, of just pharmacy spend and, you know, more than that in medical. And you say to them, oh, you know, we can save you, uh, you know, a million dollars. We can save you $2 million. And they, they're looking at these in numbers compared to other numbers. And it's this law of big numbers. So I like to 
give my own example and say, please take your own example. Please talk with the people in the company. Please go look at the benefits and understand what it means for an individual person. I have a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan and I am you know, pushing 60 now and I'm on an omega-3 ethyl ester, which is the generic for Lavaza. And I'm on resuvostatin calcium because God bless my parents, they gave me the highest cholesterol around. So I have to take these drugs. And so I went and said, hey, I call in these prescriptions. I'm on a high deductible health plan. They said, your omega-3 is really expensive. It's gonna be $300. And your statin is $86. I went down and I said, hey, listen, did you run my, my card? You know, the, uh, you know we're, it's a transparent PBM, just run this other card. And they run the card, $60, not $300, $8.16, not $86. And that's me, and I'm an absolutely average guy. So look at the employees and how it, how it happens. I, I told that to an executive one time. He's like, wait a second, what? And it, it, it's you. It's, it's every single person in the company. It's, it's, the, it's the executives. It's the guy working on the line, stamping out parts. It is everybody and every single person is affected. I, I, that one hits home for me, obviously, because my parents filed bankruptcy on one drug that they were on a high deductible. We have a $15,000 out of pocket max. And knowing what I know now, there's a patient assistance program, which we didn't even talk about, but there's another podcast of all about patient assistance program, but it all comes back to the data and transparency and being honest. So you got two things there. Hey, it's you. Think about it, it's you, the data. What's your third piece of either question or advice you'd leave people with? Uh, courage. It, courage. You have got to stand up to, if you're an employer and you have an advisor who's a broker and they've just been riding it out and you've been playing golf with them for 25 years, you can still play golf with them. But take control of your own expenses. You've got to be courageous. You've got to look behind the curtain and you've got to see what's going on. And it really, I mean, it is every single individual person taking control. Uh, an individual needs to take control of their own health care. A plan needs to take control of their expenses. They need to take control of the individual components and make the best decisions for the company. So Bill, I'm gonna leave with a, a, a question. If an employer listened to this and they're like, I'm gonna get my data and I want a repricing, can they send it to you and, and we'll get a repricing for it? They'll send it to me and we'll get to them a repricing. Well, my record, Lester, if you recall, is under two hours in turning one of these around. But, you know, we can get it done in a day. It's, it's you know, we have, a, we have computers to do this and we put in the data and it turns it all up and it spits this stuff out and we come back and say, listen, it's really important to look at this. Got it, man. I, I love this. I could talk this space all day long. What I love about it, because I spend so much time on some of the complex stuff where I'm asking people to, you know, change where they go to, you know, get their surgery, blah, blah, blah. This is like such the low hanging fruit and the crawl, walk, run. This is the crawl. We just, we just gotta, we gotta take enough inertia to get out of bed and we can save, you know, tens and twenties and thirties and forties and fifties percents, not just for the employer, but the greatest part about this is 
This is everyday saving for Johnny Lunch Bucket, the guy who, the gal who, you know, works on the line, has the family. This is Christmas money. I mean, we're talking about on some people, or it's just an amount of money that allows them to actually take the prescriptions the way they're supposed to because they didn't have yeah. to pay for it and they're having to decide whether they pay their mortgage or take their prescription. So, Bill. Thank you for coming into this business and seeing how screwed up it is and doing something about it. Thank you for creating and terming the, uh, the term, the honest PBM. Uh, and just thank you for being our guest today and shedding some light on um, this, uh, what is three card Monty uh, that we call PBMN. Thank you, Lester. I, I sure appreciate it. And I love your passion about this. And you know, the impact that you guys make is important. The overall drug impact, if we all did it, is $100 billion in our country. And it starts with 10. It starts because it's every single person. So thanks for the impact that you make. Thanks for bringing this out to the advisors. And thanks for, uh, for helping change the, the country. I think it's important and I appreciate what you do. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much to the audience. Thank you for tuning in. This was a little bit of a longer one, but I hope that this was the one that your light bulb went off, that you are in control of making that next decision to impact healthcare. If you want to be part of our text community, so you get a message every time we drop a new episode, text us at 813-537-6692. That's 813-537-6992. You could always go to impacthealthcare.fm. Bill, have a great day out there in the desert and uh, Impact Healthcare crowd. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Impact Healthcare people and strategies that are disrupting the health benefits industry with Lester Morales. Remember, the journey to getting 20% savings on your health care benefits starts with total transparency. Visit impacthealthcare.fm backslash journey to access leading industry case studies, compelling member stories, and to check out all of our podcast episodes. That's impacthealthcare.fm backslash journey. Remember to subscribe to the Impact Healthcare podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.